Welcome to week number three in our series that we're calling Skeptics Welcome. And uh, so if you're a skeptic, you're welcome. Part of the Valley family, always tuning in online, joining us, you're welcome as well. And uh, we really want to create and believe that we have created an atmosphere where people can come and as the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good and kind of kick the tires and explore the faith maybe you're not a believer in Christ at this time that's okay we're glad that you tuned in to join us today I want to talk about Jesus faith and science this is a real big one you know have you ever heard that science and Jesus don't go together you know the most famous scientist of all time though factually would disagree with that statement in fact, more than 90% of the most influential scientists who started the scientific revolution were hardcore Jesus followers. And again, this is part of history that, that's kind of been kept from so many of us. Uh, l- let me uh, give you a little uh, sample of this uh, right now. Uh, this is a picture of the scientific revolution. It started in about 1543 to 1687. Uh, and we'll talk about this dude in just a minute. But why that's significant is that that's, you know, historically they say that was the scientific revolution. But check this out about the Protestant Reformation that came just before uh, the scientific revolution and what happened during the Protestant Reformation there. It was the first time since the time of Christ that the Bible was written in the common language of people and they were able to read the Bible for themselves. And it sparked just less than three decades later, this scientific revolution. It was God's word, the Bible, that was responsible for that as we'll see really, really clearly today. And this whole misnomer, this erroneous idea that science and the Bible don't mix or science and faith don't mix, historically, nothing, that's an absolute falsehood. That's an absolute lie. There's not a shred of truth or evidence in that statement. And so, Let's look at some of the, uh, you know, the scientific revolution was a specific season of scientific breakthrough in the 16th century and in the 17th century. And during the scientific revolution, certain scientists unlocked the mysteries of the universe in new ways, opening doors of knowledge that were locked for thousands and thousands of years. In fact, let's look at kind of the, the, the big three here. These are the OGs, the original gangsters, the Mac Daddies of the scientific revolution, the discovery of key scientists like for instance Isaac Newton right over here that's old Isaac right there and also not to be outdone with Johannes Kempler he's the one in the middle and then Blaise Pascal who is the one on the other side they ushered in the modern technologies and conveniences that you and I enjoy today and the reality is all three of these men as we're going to find out devout deeply committed followers of Jesus Christ. If it weren't for these three, I mean, our world would look completely different today. And they attribute their discoveries on God's word, on the Bible, in their own words. From from their own journals, we can learn that these world-famous intellectuals were passionate about Jesus Christ. They wrote personal prayers and Bible verses. Their faith motivated them to discover more about the universe so that they could discover more about God. That's what led them to their scientific discoveries on a quest to know more and more about God. 
And they're not alone. According to their own writings, nearly all of the most influential scientists in history, almost every single one was a follower of Jesus Christ. As I said, over 90% of them. Some of the smartest people who have ever lived believed in Jesus and relied on their faith to map out the universe. And, and I will say this, we're going to look at some folks say, I am nowhere near as smart as these, and you're not either. Brilliant geniuses who received Jesus Christ and believed Jesus Christ was exactly who he said he was, the Son of God, God himself, the Savior for all those that would place their faith in his hands. Today, leading scientists who are also Jesus followers continue to unravel new truths about the world even as they pursue their faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, again, this series is uh, based on the book uh, Jesus Skeptic by John Dickerson. Ten years of research that he put into this. He's a millennial, and I highly, highly recommend this book. You'll see on our sermon notes page right at the bottom, you can actually order a copy. We don't get a kickback, but, but I believe this, this ought to be in every Christian's home, no question about it. We're just scratching the surface really in this series, but listen to what Dickerson said in his own words as a millennial. He, he, he said, when it comes to Christianity, my 10-year investigation has convinced me that my generations of Americans, millennials, born in the 1980s and 1990s, has been largely denied the truth about Christianity's influence and record on social justice. We have been told the negative moments in Christian history and the positive moments from other world belief systems. And then he goes on and he says, but we have not been exposed to the whole truth of the Christian record so that we can decide for ourselves whether Jesus' teachings and movement would be helpful to our personal lives and to the positive society that we want to build. And his conclusion after 10 years of research was, why has the truth been kept from our generation of millennials? Because the, the truth, the the historical truth of the good of Christianity has been stripped out of history and a generation has no idea, in fact I'd say probably several generations, has no idea of how much history has completely changed because of committed and devoted followers of Jesus Christ, men and women, every ethnicity, who put their faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus actually said it in his own words in the Gospel of John, John chapter 8, verse 12. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's exactly what happened in the Protestant Reformation when the scripture was translated into the language of the common man and people were taught to read, most of them illiteracy was epidemic, were taught to read and read so that they could read God's word. All of a sudden you see, boom, the light come on. And, and so many of these scientific innovators, uh, really, they point back to it was reading the scripture and my faith in Jesus Christ that allowed me to make these scientific 
discoveries. So let's take a closer look kind of at the big three. Uh, let's start off with Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton, again, Isaac, this is Isaac over here, uh, kind of looks like someone from Van Halen, but he was a long time before, uh, you know, Eddie Van Halen or anything like that. But, but Isaac Newton is one of the most influential scientists of all time. He discovered the laws of motion and universal gravitation, gravity, he discovered. Additionally, that boy invented calculus. I, I didn't say he learned it. He invented it. He invented calculus. That's how brilliant he actually was. And some of you younger people are probably going, I wish he never had. But here's, he invented it. It was for the good of humanity. Newton discovered some of the most fundamental laws of nature. His findings were published in a three-book collection called the Principia, unleashed a new idea of natural laws that existed in the first place simply by watching and by discovery. In fact, Newton was so, such a catalyst for the whole scientific revolution that Albert Einstein kept a picture of Newton on his study wall. And Albert Einstein said of Newton's contribution to our modern world, and I quote, in the beginning, God created Newton's law of motion together with the necessary masses and forces. This is all. Everything beyond this fo uh, follows from the development of appropriate mathematical method by means of deduction. Albert Einstein himself said, this is the man that is responsible for the scientific revolution. Right here, this one guy devout follower of Jesus Christ, and he attributed his ability to discover based on his faith in Jesus Christ. Christianity at the core, at the foundation of the scientific revolution. Newton viewed his discoveries, discoveries through his faith in God. He inferred the existence of God from the solar system. Now let's listen to what Newton had to say in his own words, not even Albert Einstein's words, but his own words in, in what he, he wrote, the Principa, Newton wrote, and I quote, the most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and the dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. This being governs all things, not as the soul of the world, but as the Lord over all. And on, and on account of his dominion, he is, won't be called Lord God. He is it. That's the only thing that we can call him is Lord God. Newton's thoughts and notes reveal his passion for the Christian Bible. Newton wrote more about God. Think about this the father of the scientific revolution, Newton wrote more about God and Jesus than he did about science and mathematics. And the dude discovered, created, really, calculus. Newton wrote about four million words about God and God's relationship to the universe. His research uh, includes essays about the nature of God, the nature and historical role of Jesus, the history of the Bible, and the evolution of Christian doctrine. Absolute genius. His life was founded, his faith in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. See, Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 1, now this is eternal life, that they know you, 
the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Newton knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and his Savior. And God gave him incredible insights of discovery and innovation as a result of it because of his faith in Jesus Christ. He knew him. In fact, you know, also in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Newton attributed, Newton attributed the solar system, everything that can be discovered in nature and, and observed in nature, that God is the one holding it all together. Jesus Christ himself. Let's look at another one of the, the fathers of scientific revolution, Johannes Kepler. This is Johannes, right, right in, the, in the middle here, Johannes Kepler. A little bit about Johannes. Johannes Kepler discovered the three laws of planetary motion. That is how the earth orbits around the sun, the moon, around the earth, etc. These laws became the foundation of modern astronomy. That's right. Right here, Johannes Kepler, devout follower of Jesus Christ. He also invented eyeglasses. How about that? Anybody wears eyeglasses or contacts? It all started with eye. That's Kepler. Johannes Kepler. He also invented the pinhole camera and Kepler's t telescope, really one of the first telescopes ever to be invented. Kepler began his academic career studying the Bible. In fact, he wanted to be a pastor, but his professors encouraged him to switch to math when he showed such brilliance in the subject. His heart was that he wanted to be a pastor. But they were like, you have an incredible gift for math. Maybe let that be kind of your, your side hustle and, and, and instead be a mathematician. However, he never really turned away from studying the Bible because his faith informed his scientific studies. Even as he made world-changing scientific discoveries, Kepler continued to be a devout believer in Jesus Christ, that he was, in fact, God. He considered his career a, a religious vocation. His scientific journals contained strong praise to God along with scientific discoveries. I mean, the reality is this. You and I probably never will meet or even hear of anyone with the genius that Johannes Kepler had. And his genius led him to faith in Jesus Christ, not to deny him, not to doubt him. I'll, I'll, you know, like, like I said, we're never going to meet someone as, as smart, a genius like he was. And yet his faith was in Jesus Christ. It seems like this whole statement that's been perpetrated on on generations right now science and faith don't mix it's nothing could be further from the truth historical facts say that is a complete falsehood a complete lie his love for science of the stars was based on his conviction that the physical world was tied to the spiritual realm that the universe itself was an image a reflection of god himself Kepler believed that God created the heavens in an orderly manner which led him on a quest to understand natural law, particularly in relationship to astronomy. And he viewed the natural world as a mirror to the divine world. In, in other words, it all flowed out of his understanding that God's word was true, that Jesus was who he said he was, and, and that's what 
piqued his curiosity to study the creation. Kepler envisioned the Christian trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the solar system. He believed that God, a dynamic and creative being, was represented by the sun as the dynamic force that continually moves the planets. That the stellar sphere or, or the circumference was represented by Jesus and that the space in between was represented by the Holy Spirit. In his famous book on astronomy uh, that, that's translated the title, It's a Cosmic Mystery, listen to what he wrote in his own words. Kepler said, before the universe was created, there were no numbers except the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is God himself. For the line and the plane imply no numbers. Here, infinitude itself reigns. Let us consider, therefore, the solids. The real solids are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Kepler believed that God revealed this knowledge to him. In a letter to his mentor, Kepler put it this way, and I quote, I wanted to become a theologian for a long time, and I was restless. Now, however, behold how through my effort, God is being celebrated in astronomy. When is the last time that you ever heard that in science, God should be celebrated? Do you see the truth that's been kept from us? We've been denied the factual truth of the founding fathers of the scientific revolution. They were all committed followers of Jesus Christ. Geniuses, absolutely brilliant, and their faith was in Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God himself. See, in John chapter 8, verse 12, in the Gospel of John in the Bible, Jesus said, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And you can see that in the life of Kepler. You can see that in the life of Newton, that they walked in the light of Jesus Christ, and Christ shed light on the world and pushed back the darkness of so much that was unknown that they receive light from the one who is the light of the world, Jesus Christ himself. How about the third guy, Blaise Pascal? Here, here, here's Blaise right here. Blaise Pascal was a, was a Frenchman. And uh, again, the, the big three that really are credited with starting the scientific revolution. Again, an incredibly passionate, devout follower of Jesus Christ. Blaise Pascal significantly contributed to the natural and applied sciences, particularly the study of fluids and clarifying our understanding of pressure and vacuums. He was also an important mathematician who created a new theory of geometry at the age of 16. What did you do at the age of 16? Just, just a question, just an honest question. I, I don't know about you. I was playing football. I wasn't creating a new approach to geometry or, or a new theory of geometry. He laid the foundation for the theory of probabilities, which strongly influenced the development of modern economics and social science. Where do you get those ideas from in concept? The scripture, God's word modern economics, and social science. Pascal's influence in science and math is so great that certain scientific measurements and programming languages are named Pascal after 
his discoveries, his computer language, Pascal language. Why? After him, after Blaise Pascal. Additionally, many historians consider Pascal's medical, I'm sorry, mechanical calculator to be the first computer in human history. It predates other machines that claim to be the first calculators by more than a hundred years. A pretty remarkable invention considering that he built each component by hand and made the first prototype when he was still a teenager. That's all. Just when he was a teenager. To, to think to have that original thought, that original mind, that original idea, and then with his hands to actually create something that had never been created and no one even was successful doing it for another hundred years until after Blaise Pascal. Pascal was a sincere Christian who wrote often about his faith. In his book, translated from French, that, that, is, that the title is Provincial Letters, Pascal rejects separating morality from spirituality. He viewed salvation as part of a heartfelt desire for the truth together with an all-encompassing love for God that destroys self-centeredness and self-love. He, he felt like that, that when we love God, it destroys selfishness. When we truly love God the way that we should, the way that the Scripture uh, instructs us to. Pascal's, uh, uh, the, the French word is pensis, which, which translated into English is thoughts, just thoughts that he wrote down, which he did not complete before his death, was intended to be an examination and a defense of the Christian faith. Apologetics, literally what this series is about and what this book is about, Jesus Skeptic. It's a defense, historical defense of the faith. And Pascal also wrote and began to write a defense of the faith as well. It's still considered to be a masterpiece and a landmark work in French uh, writings. And in his thoughts that he wrote down, Pascal wrote that the indifference of the skeptic towards God must be overcome by what he called a wager. He's like, just think about it if you, were, if you were betting, in other words, the wager that you'd be placing. If God does not exist, then the skeptic loses nothing by believing in him. But if God does exist, then the skeptic gains everything, including eternal life, by believing in him. In other words, if God is real, if this is true, and you reject it, you lose everything. But if you believe in it and he's not real, you have nothing really to lose. Just after his conversion to Christianity, Pascal wrote a passionate poem about his faith that he kept with him at all times. In fact, it was so important to him, he wrote it out and he had it sewn into the inside of his jacket so that when his jacket, when he was wearing his jacket, that these words I'm about to read to you, his own words about his faith in God, his faith in Christ, were over his heart whenever he wore his jacket. And these are the words of Blaise Pascal that he held over his heart, had sewn into his jacket. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, not of the philosophers and of the learned, God of Jesus Christ. My God and your God. Forgetfulness of the world and of everything except God. He is only found by the ways taught in the gospel. 
grandeur of the human soul. Righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. Joy, 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 tears of joy. This is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and the one that you sent, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I left him, I fled him, renounced him, crucified. Let me never be separated from him. Blaise Pascal wrote those words and had them over his heart so that he would always remember who his Savior, who his Lord, who his King, who he placed his life in the hands of, Jesus Christ. See, the reality is, and this is not opinion, this is factual, primary evidence. If you were to remove Christian influence and science from world history, you and I would still be stuck in the dark ages. If it weren't for Christians that started, that, that were the catalyst for the scientific revolution, you and I, forget cell phones, forget computers, forget uh, Uh, communications forget uh, so much of what we just take for granted Christians were responsible men and women whose conviction they were devout followers of Jesus Christ and believed in the scripture that the scripture as they read it informed and illuminated their thoughts and their ideas and the discoveries that they made in fact Let me just give you a little sample here, kind of of the Hall of Fame of Christian Scientists, as I want to call it. And and this Hall of Fame of Christian Scientists, let me put it this way, this is nowhere near exhaustive measure. But at the end of the the message, just a minute, I'm going to give you a website you can go to, and you can read much, much more in detail about each and every one of these men, these women, uh, about their faith in Jesus Christ that they give, they give credit to, Their faith in Christ is what opened their mind and their understanding for the scientific breakthroughs they were responsible for. So let's take a look at at some of these. First of all, Francis Bacon. He's the one who discovered bacon. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it at all. But uh, anyway, so Francis Bacon. He's the father of the scientific method. Francis Bacon's scientific method revolutionized scientific discoveries and opened the door for the scientific revolution. Bacon wrote essays about God and his personal faith. He believed that God created reason so that he could be discovered God could be discovered Norman Porlog uh, is an agronomist Norman Porlog increased food production worldwide saving billions from starvation he used technology to help developing nations produce more food to sustain life Porlog credited God for his innovation and used biblical principles in his farming work Robert Boyle a chemist a physicist and an inventor Robert Boyle is the father of modern chemistry. As a visionary and inventor, he dreamed up a list of impossible inventions that have since come true. Boyle believed that faith in Jesus leads to a better scientific understanding. Let's continue to look. 
Tycho Brahe, he, he was actually an astronomer, uh, astronomer. Tycho accurately recorded hundreds of observations about the stars and the planets in the late 1500s. He trained Johannes Kepler, who used Brahe's data to develop his famous laws of planetary motion. Brahe often consulted the Bible in his scientific work. George Washington Carver, botanist, chemist, and an inventor. George Washington Carver invented more than 300 products from the peanut. He also taught new farming techniques to generations of African-American scientists. Carver, a devout follower of Jesus, viewed God and science as impossible to separate. John Dalton, chemist, physicist, and meteorologist. John Dalton pioneered the development of modern atomic theory. He was also the first scientist to study colorblindness. Dalton, a Quaker Christian, was humbled in his discovery and did not live by the ways of the world. Go on to more in the Hall of Fame here. Michael Faraday was a physicist and a chemist. Michael Faraday transformed electricity into a powerful new technology in the 19th century. He invented the first electrical motor and form of the Bunsen burner. Faraday believed that God created natural laws that can be discovered through science. You know, I remember, you know, in chemistry class, the Bunsen burner, but nobody tells, oh, by the way, that was a devout follower of Jesus Christ who even came up with the idea of the Bunsen burner. That was Faraday right here. How about Galileo Galilei? founder of modern science. Galileo's work in astronomy changed the way we view the solar system. His theories confirmed that the sun is the center of the universe. Galileo viewed science and faith as interrelated. He believed that we can know God through nature. Every one of these devout followers of Christ. Robert Grosseteste, scientist and theologian. Robert Grosseteste introduced the practice of controlled experiments into the scientific method. He advocated for teaching science and education. Grosseteste also taught theology to Franciscan monks and sought God's will through his work. But the Hall of Fame continues. William Harvey, a physician, William Harvey first, devote, first discovered that blood circulated through the human body in a single system of arteries and veins, greatly advancing our knowledge of human anatomy. Harvey, uh, Harvey believed that only God could comprehend the movement of the heart. There's Johannes Kempler. We've already talked about him. Let's move on. Henrietta Swan Leavitt. She was an astronomer. Henrietta Swan Leavitt discovered the distance among stars and galaxies over 100 light years away. She set the standard for understanding the extent of our universe. She also discovered more than 2,400 stars. Leavitt found beauty and meaning through God. Let's continue to look at some of the Hall of Famers. Gottfried Leibniz, a mathematician and a philosopher, Gottfried Leibniz refined the binary system, the foundation of modern computers. He also invented a component of the first mass-produced mechanical calculator. Leibniz often wrote about his faith and believed that reason was a gift from God. How about Carl Linnaeus? He was a botanist and a zoologist. Carl Linnaeus created our modern system of naming and classifying plants and animals. Bet you didn't learn that in science class. Linnaeus believed that studying nature reveals God's order of creation and that his classifications support this divine order. 
Joseph Lister, father of modern surgery, devout follower of Jesus Christ. Joseph Lister invented the antiseptic to kill germs during surgery. His method of cleaning wounds and sterilizing surgical instruments saved lives by preventing post-operation infections. Lister, a Christian, believed that God had directed his work. So these are these are facts that cannot even be debated so clearly. But let's continue to look at some more. Lise Elise Meitner was a nuclear physicist. Lise Meitner is one of the most significant women scientists of the 20th, 20th century. She discovered nuclear fission. Oh, that's all. Just nuclear fission. That's all that she discovered. And uh, Radioactive element 109, Mittnerium, is named after her. Mittner, a Christian, found joy and wonder in studying truth through science. Gregor Mendel, Gregor Mendel is the father of modern genetics. His work with planets established several foundational rules of hereditary, uh, heredity, including dominant and recessive genes. Mendel, a monk, left his science career to serve God by leading his monastery. Isaac Newton, we've already looked at him in a little bit more detail. Let's look at some, all, some more Hall of Famers that were Christians in science. William of Ockham, he was a monk and a theologian. William of Ockham, a famous philosopher in the 14th century, developed the principle of Ockham's razor to help with problem solving and scientific inquiry. William of Ockham, who was also a monk, believed that faith in God is the ultimate source of truth, the ultimate source of truth. George Ohm, mathematician and physicist. George Ohm discovered one of the most significant principles of electricity, now called Ohm's law. The physical unit measuring electrical resistance is called the Ohm in his honor. Ohm followed God in his life and in his work. Blaise Pascal, we already looked at him in detail, so let's move on to some other Hall of Famers, Christian Hall of Fame uh, in the Science Hall of Fame, if you will. Louis Pasteur, microbiologist and chemist. Louis Pasteur vastly improved our quality of life through his research on the causes and prevention of disease, vaccinations, and pasteurization to stop bacterial growth. Pasteur regularly prayed in his laboratory and studied God through nature. Joseph Priestley, chemist and theologian. Joseph Priestley discovered oxygen and several other new gases. They were new in his time. Priestley was also a pastor who believed that nature expresses God's truth. His writings helped advance a working relationship between faith and science. John Ray, biologist. John Ray was the first scientist to classify animal and plant species according to biology. Ray viewed God and science as intertwined. He believed that all nature and space is God's creation. Let's look at some more Hall of Famers. The last two I, I wanna just point out, and we're just scratching the surface. William Thompson, engineer, physicist, mathematician. William Thompson's discovery paved the way for modern physics. As a skilled engineer, Thompson transformed world communications in the 19th century by laying the first transatlantic telegraph cable. Thompson, a sincere Christian, believed that science compels a belief in God. Francis Collins, 
physician and geneticist. Physician and geneticist Francis Collins leads an internal team to decode human DNA. His view, uh, he views this code that is written into all humanity as God's language. Collins views science as a means of worship to the creator, God. Why would all of this have been kept from us? Why? Why, when, when the, the very bedrock foundation of the scientific revolution is on the foundation of Jesus Christ, men and women, factual evidence, indisputable, this is an opinion, this isn't feelings, these are facts. Why has this been kept from us? Well, I believe the reason is clear in Scripture why it's been kept from us. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, that, that many of these knew this passage. Many of these scientists knew and know. Some of them are still alive. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that, at, that they may see your good works and do what? Glorify your Father in heaven. These men, these women, just a sample, just a sample of so many Christian scientists that, that attribute their discoveries, their breakthrough discoveries to their faith in Christ and that God and science are completely intertwined. They were letting their light shine. And the reason why it's been kept from us, the facts of history is there's an agenda to not give glory to God in heaven for their good works. And I don't know about you right now, but I think we ought to give God glory for all that he's done through these incredible men and women throughout all time. Give God glory. It's because of Jesus Christ. So much that you and I take advantage of. So much that, that even people deny Jesus Christ, but their life has been made better because of devout followers of Jesus Christ has blessed their life even though they deny and curse the name of Jesus. That's what history records those are facts that's the truth that's the reality indisputable so so you you can be a skeptic about maybe you don't want to put your faith in Christ but understand that it's not foolish people that put their faith in Christ it is some of the most top percent of geniuses to ever live on this planet and they attribute science and faith intertwined together and that God was the one that actually gave them the breakthroughs and scientific discovery that even though you may deny Jesus Christ, you still are personally benefiting from their discoveries that they credit to their faith in Christ. Boy, we just scratched the surface during our time today, but I wanna, I wanna show you a website that you can go a lot deeper, jesusskeptic.com. You can read in detail about every single one of these that I called like the the uh, you know, Hall of Fame uh, of Science, 
Christian Hall of Fame of Science. You can read in detail and quotes from their own writings, not what someone tells you about them, what they say in their own words about their faith and science together, beautifully intertwined. And so Jesus' faith in science, you know, nothing could be further from the truth to say that they don't go together. They do go together in a powerful way that has impacted and continues to impact humanity for the good and for the betterment. I'm going to ask right now, would you just bow your heads with me? Let's just pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for all that you have done through faithful men and women that put you first, that placed their faith in those nail-scarred hands of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you glory today for all that you have done through their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.